0: my name is Julia Dubittle. Uh I am GMing this game of Lancer.
1: Hi, I'm Ben Ferber, you might remember me from Season 1, and I will not be doing the British Orphan voice, so I apologize.
2: Hi, I'm Britt Willis, uh, and I will be playing uh, Lancer.
3: <laughs> I am Giovanni Camagno, likewise will be a player.
4: Hello, I'm Todd Brian Backus and I will be playing Lancer.
0: Great. So I think what I want to do now, like I said, is we're going to start with some just like I like to call them runway versions, as in, <laughs> of uh, you know we don't know yet how to how they're going to get manufactured, but we are oohing and awing as they walk down the runway and they give us a little uh, um, a little microphone pitch of our characters. Um, and I told you guys to, to come in with, with one, or maybe more if you're, if you're feeling inspired ideas for characters. And then I think once we talk about all the characters we're interested in playing is when we move on to like, okay, how do they all fit together? Like, how can these, these four Lancers possibly be on the same team? Um, so, so Ben, I know that you, (laughs) um, are, are very excited about your character. Would you like to start?
1: I can't believe we're starting with me. (laughs) Um, So I I will start by saying that I uh, I think this is technically disallowed in the handbook because there's like a specific thing that's like you are human Um, and I saw that and I said well but I want to be a cat so um, the character that I have come the character concept that I have come up with uh, is named eighteen thousand um and 18000 was a um black budget project of the union science bureau and the union omninet bureau which basically uh, long story short like linked the brains of 18000 cats um through like installing switches in them and then one of them has a bridge installed and like while the other 17999 cats are asleep which cats sleep for 18 hours a day so you know a normal awake time for a human um the 18000th cat Um, uses their collective wetware, their brains to, uh, process at a human or above level. Um, but you know, he's still a cat. Um, and so, you know, is a cat who like has been given a mech suit, a human size and human like shaped mech suit, but this is like not an anthropomorphic cat. This is not a cat boy. Like this is a, a house cat. Um, who pilots this human-sized uh, mech, which itself pilots a uh, a large mech that is the shape of a cat? Um,
0: okay. mm-hmm. <laughs> I see. Mm-hmm. So it's like the cat operates in normal society like it does does eighteen thousand does eighteen thousand hide that they're a cat or, or are they like kind of like a fishbowl situation where everyone can see there's a cat inside
1: everyone can see the cat like open like basically it's like a it's like a robot with like a hole in the neck like an obvious robot with a hole in the neck and like in it is like a cat sitting there, like pressing little joysticks with like it, with his paws. Um, He has like a little mesh suit that like he can use his like side movements to uh, to use body language, to translate and do motion and language. And um and that's sort of the deal. I will say like the idea behind the project was that it was going to be like, spying on all the scientists who uh, volunteered to have their cats have a chip installed. And um, what they realized is that cats don't have any useful intelligence because they're just asleep most of the time. And when they're awake, they don't learn anything interesting other than, oh, you're so cute. Um, so was a complete failure as a project and basically was like shunted to the Lancer division in order to make use of the enormous black budget that was wasted on this project, but is not considered a sapient entity, even though he might be. um. And has sort of emerging feelings about that as like a relatively new being. Um,
0: I, I'm just thinking when you say that, uh, is it like, is it like they spend all this money on these 18,000 cats yeah. when they realize the original project is a failure? They're like, we need to sell this hard as an elite mech pilot. Like yes. this is what we meant to do always.
1: Yes. <laughs> When I think, like, in Canon, the Intelligence Bureau, like technically doesn't exist. So, like they can basically say, like, "Hey, Science Bureau, you have to make up a reason why you did this
0: <laughs> does eight does eighteen thousand have like a specific scientist dad or mom? does does eighteen thousand have somebody who they look to as their creator?
1: You know, I hadn't thought of that, but I like that idea, and i will I will come up with that.
0: Okay, great. When 18000 is comfortable, does 18000 prefer to stay in the robot suit or does 18000 like to get out and walk around like a cat?
1: I think 18000 sleeps um, his six hours a day. So the the cat in there right now is named Fish. If Fish were to die, another cat would have the bridge installed and then it would be that cat is like the bridge cat um, with a different personality. I have a Um, question. Yeah
4: would you become 17,999 in they that would situation?
1: Install, so there's a tolerance of 50 cats, because some cats will die of old age, you know, um, or like are on a plant that gets blown up, something like that. And so there's like a tolerance of about 50 cats across the entire cosmos so that they can like put some more in other cats. Gotcha. Mm-hmm.
0: Is, is um Does 18,000 prefer the name Fish or 18,000? 18,
1: um, so 18,000, uh, I think prefers the name 18,000 though, like when referring to like only the cat that is fish fish is fine
0: i see how interesting
1: yeah and like is using is using he him pronouns because fish's pronouns are he him and like would probably switch if the bridge cat switched
0: um so the bridge cat and and The other cats around, are those cats on different planets or are those cats all focused somewhere?
1: So it's all, they've all got OmniNet beacons in their, uh, in their switches. So basically they just live where they lived before, like as house pets. So
0: it's very likely that 18,000 could run into one of of his brains at one point on his adventures.
1: Oh. Would
0: that brain recognize 18,000 as bridge cat or would they not?
1: They are never awake at the same time.
0: Oh, I see. So so he would have to look in on his his sleeping friend and be like, it's you. What would happen just out of curiosity um, if many of these cats were to be suddenly woken up at the same time? Uh,
1: I think it would severely impair 18000 and like 18000 might either like fall asleep or become like, yeah, like become like foggy. (laughs)
0: I see. So, or
1: stupid. <laughs>
0: bad pitch out there. If somebody were to have a particular grudge against 18,000, they could plot to take 18,000 down by waking up a bunch of cats at the same time. Yes. <laughs> Pulling a Cruella de Vil and kidnapping a bunch of cats.
1: Yes. Well, I think I've also sort of left myself open to like having my brain hacked.
0: hmm
4: I like that you are both Ratatouille and Jet Lee in The One.
1: Ooh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, that's, uh, a thousand one house cats. <laughs> um, so, so I think we can talk a little bit more about how 18,000 wound up in this particular group later. Yeah. Um, but I think like what in general, um, and I think that 18,000's um, attitude towards their life as a Lancer might be informed by that, depending on what the group, what the group, uh, eventually like forms to be. Um, but what is 18,000's like regular demeanor? Are they like a data or are they like, like what's, what's their personality like?
1: So this is something that I've, uh, I'm, I sort of want to workshop with the group because I was thinking for a character voice, I like I cannot do the fucking cat boy voice, right? Like I can go like, oh yeah, like I will not do that because that is audio poison. Um, <laughs> and I mean, you know, I love doing audio poison, but uh, not as an entire all the always there character. So I was thinking that um, eighteen thousand would have been given this sort of voice synth was perfectly generated to be as calming as possible to the humans around him. And so everything he says is in radio announcer voice, even if it's extremely personal and emotional.
0: I love that. I love that he's got like the perfect audiobook narrator voice, <laughs> like, um, and he kind of, um, uh, ooh, what does it remind me of? It reminds. I mean, D- Data has that kind of going on. You know, he's kind of got a voice that doesn't modulate very much, which I think is cool. Um,
1: I was thinking of doing the like. I am a speech to text, but I sound stupid and like you can't emote through that.
0: I think that your instinct is good to kind of do like a voice that doesn't modulate a ton with emotion, but like has um, personality to it all the same.
1: Yeah. I mean, but, you know, he could say something like, I have very complicated feelings about the fact that I have no rights and that I am theoretically an object.
0: What if somebody like sprays him with water? What would he say? Spritz, spritz.
1: I think you would just go. (laughs)
0: What if um just does eighteen thousand still enjoy all the things cats enjoy? Like if I put the little um the little toy in front of eighteen thousand, what would eighteen thousand do?
1: Play with it. Yeah.
0: Would he be like, come back, come back with that? I want that.
1: I, I. Uh, So I'm sort of thinking that like when when we're doing cat things with the cat, it's like the cat's just a cat and like doesn't necessarily need to have a conversation, like unless it's a conversational thing. And it's just like, you know, the cat can play with the cat toy. The cat can like curl up on a pillow. The cat can get the like jump out of the mech and get the zoomies.
0: I kind of love the idea that like, you know how um, cats need Like, maybe, like, you're having a deep conversation with another character while 18,000 needs the badge or something. (laughs) (laughs) You'll be like, (laughs) (laughs) individualism versus (laughs) the good of the collective group can be quite difficult. Ooh, yes, right there.
1: (laughs) I understand the Trotskyist motives of the union, but I don't believe they're enforced out here.
0: (laughs) Ooh, yes, right between the the shoulder blades.
1: (laughs) Yeah,
0: (laughs) I'll get... (laughs) um great I love that I think like let's I think those are kind of the big questions I have before we get to the group questions and then we'll get to mech questions later too um but I think I think we should how about Brit how about you go next tell me just like the runway pitch what's your thoughts right now um I
2: can't believe I'm following up the cat uh <laughs> I love it I'm sold um. Okay. Okay. Uh, my runway pitch is um <laughs> a soldier named Decency B Dam, uh, similar to Van Dam, D A M M E. I I don't. I I want to leave flexibility for um what the group. Uh, is interested in, uh, when it comes to their specific background. Um, but I, am interested in them being a character who is kind of, or has been, uh, in this mindset as, as long as I get mine, things are fine. And, uh, I'm interested in playing them, um, with a chronic illness, that probably would be similar to what I deal with because I can speak at least speak from my experience there. Um, I don't think I want to name it because I figure way way in the future there are lots um, of new ones and different ones. Um, but uh, I think it you know comes out as chronic fatigue and um, pain, and I think they have found ways to uh, work with that and mitigate that and um even you know have gains from it but i think uh that happening while they were a soldier has made them kind of maybe start realizing uh the disposability of um people uh within their realm um and i think that's maybe i'm i'm interested in engaging with this idea of a person who is like i'm going to get mine um and then is like oh uh maybe I'm disposable. And how does that affect um, how I think about those things? Um, and yeah. So I'm interested in them being a soldier. Um, yeah. Uh, do you, do you like the idea of perhaps them
0: being a soldier who was a soldier before they were a Lancer? Like has, is a Lancer their second career? Like yes. career?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Soldiers background. I'm, I'm thinking that <laughs> one of the thoughts I had was like, Maybe they went on, um, I don't know, a some kind of small um, starter mission with maybe not a full legion, but, you know, like a squadron or something. And they were the only person who came out of a violent situation. And maybe that's what kind of elevated them to lancer is like up the chain of military bureaucracy people were like well that person did that violence fine so let's move them on up
0: good on this violence as well um okay i love that i love what do you think what do you think has changed for your character in or i should say what do you think has changed from when your character became a soldier to when they became a Lancer. Like, what was there the difference in their attitude? What do you think their attitude was when they enlisted as a soldier? We could figure out where they're from and things like that. Versus now they're a Lancer. What do you think the difference in attitude is there?
2: Yeah, uh, well, I think uh, I was kind of interested. I can't remember the group in the book, but there's kind of like a armory kind of military force in the book.
4: Harrison Armory.
2: Yeah, and I'm kind of interested in this idea of how they move into other... Planets and this idea that people become civilians by enlisting. So I was kind of interested in maybe you know family having enlisted and become civilians and them kind of following in those footsteps or following that path. And then I think becoming initially becoming a lancer is a a realization that you're the cream of the crop, right? Like I'm all of the dreams that you know my parents wanted for me, kind of thing even if that's actually maybe not what they wanted. Um, maybe the, you know, decency's perception is that this is the height of my achievement.
0: Yeah. Like Lancer's a step up. Mm -hmm. Um, so do you think that attitude of like, I'm here to get mine, is that about like, I'm, I'm here. So, so, you know, if, if you're, if you've already, like, if the goal was inevitably to become a civilian, but now you've, you see there's a bigger goal, uh, in becoming a Lancer. Like there's something else that drives her character towards that. What do you, what do you think that is? Is there, and we can, we can like make up something that isn't in the book, like something else that like, you know, maybe there's like a, a thing for your family or something like that, like some sort of thing that keeps you in it.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think maybe initially, and I don't know, you know, where we're at now as a group and maybe what has changed since, but I think initially that. Kind of switch over, um, there was a, probably an aspect of pride of like leaving your name in the history books in a sense. Like, you know, my name isn't going to be among the infantry um, anymore. <laughs> you know, it's going to be a little bit higher. There's a few less people in the group that my name is going to be in. Um, a little bit of that um, and of like making a mark and, um, you know, getting some kind of stability, even if it's temporary. So I think maybe that is an aspect of it. I think like
0: thinking of your, and this is not something you have to answer right now, but like thinking of your characters, when it comes to that stability, like what's their dream situation? Like when, you know, that being a Lancer can get them to. And if you can like attach even one like NPC character that's important to your character to that, I think that could be really useful in in filling out also some backstory, whether that's like a family member, like a partner, like a friend, like somebody you've always looked up to, like whoever it is. Because like, I, I think, yeah, I'm just imagining like, some sort of like, this is, I'm here to get mine and this is mine, whatever this is right here. And uh, yeah, I just, I think that's a thought I
2: have, like a question I have. I wonder if it could be, because um, honestly, the way I imagine um, maybe uh, the mental shift happening is uh, them developing their chronic illness during service then needing to find some kind of balance between overwork and taking care of themselves and i wonder if that shift led to this idea of um i don't know maybe maybe there's a mentor who's one of the few people who retired um who made it long enough that they were able to like get you know a uh, home and <laughs> sit near a lake and not really do much anymore something like that and maybe there's maybe initially there was some tension there where you know decency was like why would you do that like you're you disappear when you retire nobody know, like sees you anymore um nobody knows you're around anymore you're nothing at that point point. and maybe now decency is starting to reckon with the fact that yeah that there's more to life than, um just working
0: And like, what if it was like the, I love this. I love this. And what if the mentor figure like doesn't have, like, could have, could have had it all. Like could have had this, could have had the hero status. Like they were that good. And then they were like, nah, and now they're nobody in terms of like, you know, they don't have their picture up somewhere. Like they didn't get like the medals that uh, somebody else, you know, we can get even more specific with it. Um, uh, but like and that like it could be like decency's worst fear that like they fade into obscurity in some way. Yeah. It seems like there's like a recurring theme of like or or some a recurring conflict I'm hearing as you talk about like this desire to succeed and like a like an intense desire to succeed. But like a fear that not only are you not able to succeed, but like that maybe it doesn't even like those who you're succeeding for don't even really care
2: for right. you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So what is that even this need to succeed even about?
2: And I think there's a there's a questioning of mission in that too. Like if they are working for the armory, eventually starting to to think through like, does the armory success actually align with where I would want to retire? <laughs> if I could or where I would want to live um and yeah totally I think that's really cool
0: um what about like in terms of just like the kind of like once again like the kind of demeanor like how does decency usually interact with people
2: yeah um (laughs) I have visuals I don't know how much help that will be I'm kind of imagining like uh you know like Lori Petty in Point Break um But slightly older, older and like thicker, like physically thicker, not like, uh, yeah, older and thicker. I think they're very, I don't know, I I think they kind of lounge, honestly, when they're off the clock. Um, And I think part of that is uh, making up for all the time that they spend kind of uncomfortable uh, on the clock. Um, I think if someone went into their mech, probably had a friend help them Kind of outfit it with I don't know like a star projector and some really comfy blankets and pillows and stuff and there's probably some kind of pulley system that pulls all that through a hole somewhere when they need to do need to do their job so I, I think they are starting to embrace um, the idea of relaxation off the clock so that they can get to work on the clock. Um,
0: what if uh, they have like a, a whole, like whatever projecting kind of environment they want, you know, how you can like put on rain sounds when you want to go to sleep, but you can also put on like the ocean or like, like, a, what a, I don't know, the clouds, the clouds don't make absolutely. sound. What am I talking about?
2: <laughs> no, no. I love that. I think, I think it's absolutely that, but it's still, like one that they bought off of a really crappy, scammy social media site, right? Like where it's like it's like one that only does water uh, environments or something, and it's all one shade of blue and purple. <laughs> I'm
0: sorry. So I'm still not over Laurie Petty and Point Break reference. I think I might never be over it. Just so you know, because that is that that film is. It's just chef kiss. It's just perfect. I love it so much. I watch it all over the place. Um, and actually, you know, when you said that you've got this kind of like vibe going on for decency, does decency have like a crew of friends? Like I'm just imagining like the surfing crew and point break. Does decency have like maybe old army, like soldier buddies or like people that, uh, they used to like hang out with or like, I guess like, are they a loner or do they have like a support system of some kind?
2: Yeah, yeah. No, I like the idea of when they were like an active in the military soldier, them being more like a loner um, and being more focused on the work. But I wonder if this new crew uh, is a crew that they recognize as like an opportunity to maybe, I don't know, find some roots with people. I think maybe they're very family oriented, but maybe they haven't seen their family in a really long time. And so maybe they're starting to see this as an opportunity to get some roots. Um, Yeah, I don't think they're like overly, I don't know, affectionate or chatty or or anything like that. I think they are very kind of, I don't know, laissez-faire. Like they're kind of just chill um, when they're not working. Um, but I do, I did take, like, take control of the situation as a trigger. And I think that is something that they can turn on. Um, absolutely. But yeah, I went, I went back and forth a lot on who from point break I was going to face them on. And I think if it had been like Patrick Swayze, I would have been like all for, tons of friends. Everyone's my friend.
0: Um, podcasters, you can't see this right now, but I'm sticking out my tongue and lust. Um, because when the movie, when Point Break starts and Keanu Reeves is shooting a gun in the rain in a tight t-shirt and his hair is like in his, I'm like, this movie is for me. Like somebody reached into my brain and was like, here's your terrible horny surfing action flick. And I said, thank you, Catherine Bigelow future oscar winner <laughs> um uh, i think this is an awesome uh, awesome character i think it's cool i love i i i love to keep like developing that that sort of conflict that internal conflict i think that could be that could be really great um okay so Giovanni, let's move on to you
3: so i have just a couple of loose ideas um I don't know. I was thinking like a spec ops person who maybe deals mainly in information. I like the idea that maybe they're a bit of a Luddite and skeptical, maybe like a bit of a conspiracy theorist. So they don't necessarily love the OmniNet. They don't love uh, the blink system and everything. So they, uh, Yeah, they're very skeptical of it. They love the conspiracies. They believe that there's some bad business going on, but they feel like they need to be in the system in order to keep track of everything. And maybe uh, in the meantime, trying to find out the ways to to tear it all down. I don't know.
0: (laughs) No, I love that. It's kind of like a a Mulder. It's kind of like a... Like, mm, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, like it's that's it. Like, I love, I always love that uh, uh, Mulder works for the FBI, but also hates the FBI. Yes. <laughs> like,
3: absolutely. It's always
0: deeply confusing when I, who cares? Uh, he was not, <laughs> uh, he still is. <laughs> You go, Dave Company. <laughs> you go. <laughs> um, uh, I I kind of love that. Are you seeing? So, you Luddite. Is this person like a like? A, are they younger Are they older? Like, what are? Is it like they've been around the block? And they don't trust anybody, or is it like they're young and they've been on the wrong websites?
3: I'm imagining them being older, like even past middle aged, maybe.
0: Ooh okay i love a senior citizen mech pilot um yeah. i love <laughs> i love senior citizens in mech anime because they're usually scary as a hell so they they are uh how long are they the senior member of the group have they been a lancer the longest do you think
3: mm, that's a good question um i don't know i'm open to to that going either way
0: do you think they are used to being in a leadership role or do they not, or do they actually want to fade to the backgrounds because that like attracts less suspicion?
3: <laughs> yeah, I think they would shirk any kind of leadership role. I, I don't think they want, yeah, I don't think they want too much attention on themselves.
0: Uh, great. I mean, uh, when it comes to relationships, like in general, not even with your fellow Lancers, but in general, does this person like... Live alone in a tiny apartment with like the conspiracy board, or 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 do they, or do they live like a seemingly like normal Lancer life? Whatever we decide that looks like for this group, uh. But but they're but they're like I have all these like like like, like conspiracy like conspiracy theories, or I'm always looking out for stuff. Or what what do you think their like their life outside of the the Lancer base is?
3: Mm. um. I kind of like the idea that. Um, Maybe they used to be uh, sort of like the normal Lancer and communicated and connected with people well and and normally. But as they've aged, they've gone a little bit um, more and more off the hinges, potentially. A little more and more kooky as time has passed.
0: Um, Just so you know, I already have this beautiful anime image in my head of 18,000 on an old man's shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) um it's already it's all coming together um so I think like when when you're do you have a name for your character by the way have you thought of a name
3: I haven't
4: yet
0: no worries um when your character like when your character is with their fellow Lancer Corps do they trust them like do they trust them with what they learn about stuff? Do they trust them to know what they're actually doing? Do they uh, want to put on the appearance of being very like friendly and go team, but inside they're like I'm about to blow this whole thing open. Uh, what do you What do you think?
3: <laughs> hmm. Um. That's a great question. I, I feel like. Huh, okay, this might go against something that I said us a, a moment ago, but I, I don't know. My my mom is only in her fifties, but. Um, she already is at the point where she just does not care what people think anymore. And I envy that a lot. So I think that this, um, this person may very well be at that point. So maybe they are just very upfront with their conspiracy theories. Um, especially maybe at least with this group that they, they trust them. They know nobody's going to sell them out, uh, necessarily. Um, and that If anything, they probably think that they're crazy and he's used to people thinking he's crazy. So, yeah, I think he's probably pretty upfront. Maybe, uh, yeah, I think with this group, at least, he probably doesn't hide anything.
0: I think that's great. I actually think that's such a a surprising choice if rather than like somebody being ashamed of their conspiracy theories or hiding them or something like that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh my God, Ben, (laughs) like he's just openly at the breakfast table, like surfing dark, the dark web for
3: the worst (laughs) things.
0: Like, I mean, like, have you heard? And then like, uh, 18 thousands eating cat food in the corner, uh, while decency is online shopping for something else to make them feel something. Um, (laughs) uh, um, Cool. I, uh, and I think like other things, like when it comes to your specific background of like, where does this character come from, their name, their, 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 it feels like you have less of a sense of that right now. Mm -hmm. That's totally fine. I think that's some details to work out and we can, Mm -hmm. we can figure that out as we go along. And also, of course, once again, we're going to discuss as a group, the, the kind of group we want to be. And then each character I think we'll learn more about themselves and how they fit in. But I love I love older older person conspiracy theorist.
3: <laughs> um,
0: um spec ops that's all, information uh general in 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 that sense I think that's really cool. Uh Todd.
4: Yeah, yeah. I plan on playing Derek Kimikduk and I'll work on my brogue before we actually record. Uh, Derek uh really loved spending time with his second cousins Hugh, Dew and Lou, and looked up to um model lancer pilot Launchpad McQuack. <laughs> I gotta
3: do this with a straight <laughs> face. Um,
4: so yeah, uh he he's uh descended from Pothole McDuck, um, one of Scrooge's uh lesser-known brothers. Um <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to do this with a straight face, but I'm going to try. Uh, anyway, uh, he um, <laughs> comes from wealth, uh, you know, and <laughs> <laughs> um, did a lot of adventuring with his second cousins, um, sometimes, you know, through ancient temples Um uh, sometimes, you know, dealt with mummies, maybe, um, maybe, maybe uh, other things. His robot's called Gizmoduck um, yes. <laughs> and he just really wants to be like an ace pilot, like Launchpad McQuack and um, is really interested in like bettering himself as a Lancer. Um, yeah.
0: So he is Barry Gombate.
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah, like,
0: we'll do it together. Hardcore shonen energy. Just... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
4: mm-hmm. And I will never make reference to him being a duck. Because he's clearly not. A duck. But I will describe his extensive family tree.
0: So, so family is... Ba- Derek is his name. Derek. Derek, yeah, like... A Derek McDuck. Is- Derek, like a guy, like the guy, the like the fifth guy who gets voted out on The Bachelorette. Derek, uh, like uh, <laughs> mm, 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 Derek. Yep, yep. Um, um, so, oh my God, Ben, <laughs> <laughs> Ben, don't you dare!
1: What I said in the chat is the real question is: Can Julia do the Donald Duck voice?
0: It's the keyblade. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that didn't work at all. That was very bad. Sora. <laughs> Sora. That's goofy. Uh, Sora yes. it's the keeper. I can't do it. I just sound like I'm wearing a very thick retainer. Sora it's the key. Play.
1: I I can't do it
4: either. <laughs> anyway, Derek's really interested in like upholding the McTuck family line and um <laughs> bringing honor to his family. Uh. Huge yeah.
0: gonbate, huge shonen energy. Mm-hmm. Just how how old do you think Derek is? Like like in terms of like, is he young? Is he like just? Is he like a in in our realm of age, like twenties? Like, yeah,
4: I think he's like mid twenties. I think you know, born and bred for this kind of um, stuff. Did a lot of adventuring as a youth, um, and is looking to help uh you know third com uh any way possible uh whether that's you know exploring ancient relics, finding vast troves of gold to swim in um maybe you know punching uh the someone's mech so that their head turns around um on the mech um those are those are things that Derek McDuck is very interested in and he will speak in a Scottish brogue. So you'll know when Todd's talking versus when Derek McDock is talking.
0: Derek McDuck. Um Well, I have no questions. That was so clear, so straightforward. And and like, I just, am, I have nothing to say to that. Um, <laughs> I, I think like we have like uh, actually sort of like Um, you know sometimes when I think about like group like ensemble shows more or less I think about like examples of ensemble shows and I actually feel like there might be a bit of a cowboy bebop like that like there's like I mean nobody there's no real gone but I guess Ed is the most of the (laughs) the, uh, cowboy bebop but we kind of have like we've we've got like the the solid old guy we've got the 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 smart cat and um the cool one and the god potato (laughs) and sometimes i think thinking in archetypes is kind of helpful for filling in some some blanks for ourselves in terms of like how our characters get along and things like that especially in when we're playing a game that is already rooted in archetypes so strongly um i think there's actually nothing sort of wrong with like um being like, yeah, let's like take advantage of some of these cool sci-fi anime things that we see and, and put our own twist on them. Uh, okay. So I think that like the next thing for us to tackle as a groove is, is how the hell are these pe- all these people together? How are they a team? How have they, how have they been a team for, for this long? And, and, and then we can get to sort of specific, like Todd said before, specific story generating between everybody. But I think first, before we get to everyone's specific um, uh, backgrounds, triggers they've, they've chosen for themselves, I actually would love to, does everyone have a copy of the guidebook? Cause on page 40, they have like 20, um, group identity ideas. We obviously don't have to do any of these, but there's, but there's 20 good ideas. Uh, we can like, if any, like jump out at people, you're like, oh, I think that sounds like our group or, or it could be our group. Uh, I think that might be a good place to start drawing some inspiration um, I mean, already, like, I know that for some characters, some of these work really well, like glory seeking warriors works well for some of you, uh, explorers of the unknown works really well for a lot of people in this group. I think, uh, you, there are test subjects, There's, but, but I don't know about inventors, engineers, heirs of a famous legacy works for, of course, Derek McDuck. Um, <laughs> what, what are people thinking when they look at those?
2: uh not cops not cops this is the person who made a soldier um yeah i don't know i'm i feel very flexible otherwise um i don't know may, maybe not a gang of criminals thieves and swindlers just because it would feel like a hard turn for some of well, maybe not that hard of a turn for cats um, and ducks, but it feels, it feels like it might be a hard turn.
1: <laughs> I mean, certainly Scrooge McDuck has no morals, so
0: fill in some blanks for that one,
1: right? <laughs>
0: um, like, I mean, I don't know, infamous. I don't know if private military corporation that could work. Um, union regulars, I don't, I don't really know about that one as much. I, I like elite agents of a planetary defense force that could work.
2: Mm-hmm. I thought in auxiliaries is interesting, too, I think, um, similar for for similar reasons, probably. Um,
1: yeah, it, it feels like what we've what we've all created is like characters who are sort of like right on the periphery of like being establishment, like have had some sort of brush with the establishment and like have some sort of opinion about that. Um, and their their time with it and are like slightly outside of it, but still like maybe employed by it. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. So like I like that a bit outside of the, like, the establishment in terms of like there there's some sort of 1099 situation feel <laughs> right type here.
1: Um
0: and uh, gig
2: workers, great.
0: <laughs> yeah, gig, gig economy as pretty. <laughs> huge. Um so I wonder if. If it's like uh, I don't know if they yeah, if it's like there's a corporate security slash asset protection version, um, uh, which could be expanded into like, you know, like a special team that's rented out by like an auxiliary team that's rented out by you could say. We could say just straight up like bounty team. We could say like, actually, we we only work for the, for the, we're contracted to these specific people and we only work for them. Whatever people think is, would like be the most interesting or like fit with their character the most. Is it, is it, are you actually free agents or are you like eh, sort of free agents, but you're actually rented out by, by like a, a, another company. Like you're rented out like party, like party people.
2: I don't know. <laughs> I I do love the idea of there being some kind of NPC middle person who gives us our, our jobs, right? That we're like, oh, oh yeah, we gotta go see Charlie.
0: <laughs> uh yeah. I mean, how do people feel about being like there being some sort of like middleman who tells you like you've got a job, this team?
1: I feel fine about that. Yeah, I mean, I think having a boss Same. makes sense.
0: Yeah, some sort of auxiliary team. Do you guys think that you work for a company, like you work for an organization, or are you completely, so, so are you, you you must work for somebody if there's like some sort of manager, if you have some kind of manager, basically.
1: Are we like contractors?
0: Like elite contractors? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I like that. And do you think that this company you work for, would you are they like literally anyone who will pay us? Or are they like, no, we only we vet who we vet our clients, and maybe that could even be in quotation marks, but like what do you guys think? Who who would your character work for? I feel like Derek might not want to work for shifty people, but also maybe Derek is a little too dumb to know (laughs) if he's working people.
4: (laughs) I feel like Derek would go where there's adventure.
0: I see. Okay.
4: Um and would be excited about you know diners drives and delves. <laughs> if we can go delving, he's he's pumped about it. Um but he's seen his he's seen his fair share of action and he's not above going into a war zone to probably steal cultural artifacts from Uh, people that deserve to have them for themselves
1: it belongs Um, in a museum
2: (laughs) i kind of i i wonder are especially with the idea of like the union it feels like some of these corporation state things are big enough that even if we were working within one kind of sphere or group that there could still be different people hiring us out for different work, if that makes sense. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like the Smithsonian using retail workers across all their museums kind of thing. Um, You know, like, like that kind of thing. Um, Yeah. I don't know.
0: Uh, Yeah. I totally hear what you're saying. Like, like uh, maybe bad, bad pitch, bad pitch, but is there within where, wherever you work, um, is there like a catalog of of Lancer teams that clients could like go through and be like, "We need them." Is that the kind of situation we're talking about? Do the clients choose you, or does your management choose you?
1: I mean, I wonder if it's like sort of an agent situation, or like, I mean, you know, like the the uh, the face and shadow run, where it's like, yeah, like we're a team of people who will like kind of do jobs for various interests with an with a mediator in between.
0: Is it like an agent in the fact that they'll call you and they'll be like, Hey, what's up 18,000? I got a great offer for you. <laughs> You're not going to believe this.
1: I think in terms of 18,000, 18,000 has no like legal choice over what he does like, or or, or like what kind of jobs he's allowed to take. Um, he just has to sort of go with the flow because he's a cat.
0: Right. So in that case, um, If this is, is this a conscription? It's a conscription situation for 18,000. 18,000 just does what 18,000 is told. What about the other three characters? Do the three characters like in this situation, are you able to say no? Uh, or is it like you know, like like an agent situation where your agent could be like, it's great, you're gonna love it. You're working with Selva Hayek, and you'll be like, I hate this script. No, I'm <laughs> um I'm Jaden Smith. Like, uh is it like that? Or 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 what
1: do you Do you wanna be like? a real Lancer luck?
0: pilot? <laughs> are you guys so down on your luck that you'll take anything? Like, what do you think is the is the situation?
1: So are you saying we're doing a job for Nila Butte?
0: <laughs> Look, Ew. I didn't say. I didn't say that it was the end of the world.
2: I, said. <laughs> I, I like would like to the... add that to my list of things I don't want to do.
0: <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, Neil Abute is not content that will be allowed in this adventure.
4: <laughs> I like the idea of... <laughs> I'm imagining... uh oh, jeez. What's his name? I don't even remember. The guy who plays Royalton in Speed Racer... Uh, who also plays someone in the Harry Potter films. I don't know. But he's like, do you want to be a real race car driver? (laughs) I like the idea of someone being like, do you want to be a real Lancer pilot? This is what you're going to do. And we're like, okay. (laughs) But maybe that's my character.
0: I mean, um, I I, I don't, what if it's, I mean, I don't mind that in, in the culture of wherever you work, there's kind of a like, a raw raw team be a team player kind of vibe <laughs> i don't know <laughs> um in, in that
2: way that people are used often at their place of employment <laughs> mm-hmm. i don't know i i like that vibe uh i think that's an interesting vibe um the idea i don't know i'm kind of thinking what if unlike 18000 we could We could probably quit our jobs, but now that we're working here, the jobs kind of come to us. And if we push back, maybe it is like that kind of attitude, like, well, don't you want to, don't you want to be promoted? Don't you want this? I thought you wanted this. I thought you were passionate about this. Oh no, (laughs) I'm talking about theater.
1: This time you're doing it for exposure, but the next time.
2: Um...
0: I, kind of, I love toxic corporate structure. Uh, we could, we could do a lot of, cause I think when we talked about initially the themes of like bureaucracy of like bad political structures, I think actually a terrible corporate structure is also a great expansion of that. And we can figure out how this particular, uh, organization, which by the way, doesn't have to, you know, fall into what we would conceive as a corporation. You know, we can like figure out how that works with wherever we are going to set our game, like just has developed this attitude towards their Lancer teams because they think it's like, it's good corporate cuts, like HR, mech office comedy. How does it all become an office comedy? Every role-playing game devolves to an office comedy. (laughs) Um, You know, I wonder if uh, Ben and also team, I'm kind of getting this inspiration, you know, 18,000, is basically not there of of his own volition and what if like every team in this organization has like one member on the team like that as an experiment? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Someone to like keep up the morale and that's the person who doesn't have a choice. mascot.
1: The mascot.
0: <laughs> the mascot. Oh, oh my God, every team has a mascot. And so you guys are just like
2: walking through the building and they're like, there's one with like a hedgehog. And they all have calming voices that were specifically created to keep human emotion.
1: Oh, man. Yeah. I, w- I will just share a term that I created for my character, which is uh, SB, um, which is an extreme sapient simulating bio experiment. I don't know if that's useful.
0: <laughs> um, I love that. Uh,
1: that That is what I called my like background. It's like I took Super Soldier and I basically turned it into that. Mm hmm.
0: Um, great. Then I think that like I can come with some ideas for this this particular like business that you guys work for, where you are, and and then we can figure out where it's set and like what kind of jobs you. What do you think? Is it any kind of job that you guys could be sent out for that matches your particular skill set when it comes to mechs? Are you guys like? Like, are you used to like, you're going to the battlefield, you're going to loot this place for some treasure, you're like to go in the museum, you're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna like, um, uh, hack into this, uh, in, into this, into this corporation and re- wreck their servers? I don't know. Like, is it, is it everything goes?
4: Well, now that I'm de- with Julia's suggestion, I'm deciding that, uh, Derek McDuck is also Naruto, um, and wants to be. <laughs> The fourth Hokage, believe it. Uh, (laughs) Even though he will not be. Um, He's the first shounen
0: hero who wants to be something and he totally won't be. (laughs) It's, like, really pathetic. (laughs)
4: Um, I think he would probably see this step of being a Lancer as, like, a low-license-level pilot as being the... Like every step will make him closer to the thing that he needs to be to get Pothole McDuck to be proud of him. You know, every single step will do that. And so if that means crashing the Smith Shimano corpora's servers, great. Um, And if that means (laughs) fighting a mummy, also great.
0: I I love the idea that Derek may have been pitched this at like a shady job fair and Derek was like this is the first step into becoming Hokage <laughs> yeah. and everyone else is like what the literal fuck? I mean I know you can't become a lancer at a job fair but like that's vaguely the mm-hmm. vibe <laughs> just like mm-hmm. this was Derek's first offer and Derek was like yes Derek was like I will do it <laughs> um uh you, got, you want to be a real lancer <laughs> you want to be a real lancer <laughs> Um, I would like to humbly suggest Derek McDuck that on another team, perhaps your Gambate character has a rival on another team within this corporation. I love
4: that. I think it should be a female duck that wears a bow in her hair.
0: (laughs) And maybe has eyelashes just so we know she's a woman. Yes. (laughs) Uh, I will definitely, once again, she's, we're not ducks. But she we're definitely not will have duck, duckish features and definitely will have a bow.
4: Definitely a bow and probably has the word duck in her last name, but it's not McDuck.
0: It, it it can't be. Like, we're not related, but. Yeah, and definitely you have to just be like, um, girl, she's always, I'm going to beat her. <laughs> I will be the fourth Hokage of <laughs> um, uh, duckish features. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So uh, you know, I I think like when it comes to this new this setting, like we're kind of in this this environment, there's a middleman. It's very different than what I think decency is used to. And uh Giovanni, do you think your character has always been in this kind of environment? Or is this also new? Or does is this the environment that your character thinks like, oh, I can get good information here. Like, what do you, like, uh, uh, Britt, how about you go first? How do you think decency feels
2: about this? Um, (laughs) Sorry, there's so much happening. There's so much talk. There's so much talk. Um, I just want to say I'm also very invested in the ducks not being related, so that y'all can fulfill my rivals to lovers desire. For, yeah, um, <laughs> at least one rivals to lovers story. I'm gonna consult
4: um, uh, one of Carl Barks's genealogies real quick. Just to...
2: oh my god, good luck. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think um, I think it would change dependent on how long we've been working together. It feels very out of place um here and I think that's probably apparent um I think even down to like not knowing where things are maybe sometimes <laughs> like the layout is not kind of what the the type of like layout they're used to in a building like they're used to knowing where they're going and maybe maybe this is an open <laughs> right for a is strange right um i'm not used to nice like maybe even like not used to niceties like the importance of like staying on people's good side when you work in an uh, quote unquote office setting in a sense like that kind of thing um but yeah so i think it's probably a a kind of uh unusual situation for them something they're not they're definitely not used to um i think maybe they're not Excited to be um, in this position
0: right now. Like, why decency ever said yes to this? And I actually think that might be really rich for your character. Actually, like, there has to be a reason why decency was like, "I'll do it." And I think that could just be more deliciousness and and more conflict, which is great.
2: I think I mean, I have an idea just off the already that they thought they would have that they would have a better work life balance, but they don't like i think they like they were like i can't <laughs> the, the just the military is not working i feel really disposable here like i i need a place where i can have a little more balance but where i could still achieve like greatness in a sense i i also want to make my way up the corporate ladder you know this is going to be great and it maybe is even more work <laughs> some days <laughs> like yeah, yeah it's like presented as
0: this kind of Cushy thing and it's like oh wait this is actually horrid
2: right you could choose your own hours and it's like okay but oh, really
0: <laughs> they'll be like you get eight you get eight sick days
2: and you're like yeah but i'm getting shot at every
4: <laughs> you get eight sick days for your whole
2: contract right and also we don't pay you for that <laughs> like... i'm
0: sorry so in chat todd has said can my rival's last name be Goose, Stella O Goose. <laughs> oh goose Osage County. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Giovanni, what same question? Like, what why do you think your character's here? Have they been here forever? Like, what what do you think? Uh,
3: I think so. I think um yeah, I, I was thinking along the same lines of what you mentioned of this may be a place where he thinks he can get good information. And absolutely, like maybe he <laughs> I almost want to say like he's he's part of the furniture. Like everybody he's been there so long. He's been there so long, he knows everybody. Um, everybody knows him, or they forget about him, which he does not mind at all. I don't know. Yeah, those are my thoughts at this point.
0: I kind of like it as like he's like he's been there so long, like he's the guy that steals all the office supplies and no one
3: Absolutely. Yeah, he treats it like it's his home.
0: Oh my God, soft, bad pitch. What if it is his home? What if he has a secret room that he lives in?
3: Oh, I totally, yeah. He's like refurbished a janitor's closet or something as his home that everyone else has forgotten about that closet because he like maybe disguised it. He painted it so it just looks like the wall. And that's where that's like his secret hiding spot.
0: I mean, considering he, you know, he's a, yeah, I think there's a bunch of really creative ways that he could hide a room away from people and live
3: there mm-hmm.
0: basically. And so he'll be like, God, long day. I'm going to stay a few extra hours. <laughs> Just, <laughs> and um, I think that's, I think that's divine. I think that's great. And uh, okay. So this is awesome. I really like this we've got this i can come up with some details for us about what this place is where it's located uh what its mo is and what kind of um larger government structure it's it's functioning in so let's move on to um we should talk and so now i think we should move on to those like what are our stories between our characters how long have we known each other i mean we could leave it up to rn jesus and roll some dice if anyone already has an instinct let me know but also if you just want to like roll a d20 and let rn jesus ask the question and like we could be like oh maybe that's me
1: i will say i i do have the instinct that i am a relatively new life form um in the state that i am so like probably just met everyone or like Perhaps like they they knew Fish when Fish was just like a regular cat. Like we're friends with the we're friends with Fish's owner or something like that.
0: Um, Do you feel like Fish is the newest member of the team?
1: Yes. I mean, unless unless others have a a different opinion about that, I think probably just just given the the backstory. Yeah. Or like maybe maybe Fish and someone else joined at the same time or maybe we all came together at the same time. I imagine
4: there's probably a lot of distrust between Giovanni's character and
1: fish.
3: (laughs) Absolutely.
1: I guess I was an intelligence project to spy on people. Yeah. Well, but also like as, as a project to like spy into people's houses.
0: I, I mean, I, I love that. I mean, Giovanni, maybe you're about to blow this cat thing all the way open. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
3: too. right because because uh ben as you said that um they sort of like rebranded the whole project and um i don't know my character can be picking up on that and yeah like you said wants to blow it up
1: yeah i mean i, I think i think uh, he's very forthcoming about it even though it's classified mm, because okay. uh, he doesn't understand that shit
0: <laughs> i mean but okay but bad pitch i wonder if like if, if Giovanni, if your character finds out the whole truth, is your life in danger? And how does 18,000 feel about that after building a relationship with Giovanni's character, <laughs> would fish betray the other, would fish betray his mom, his scientist's mom and dad for his new teammates? Um,
1: <laughs> Story gonna tell that one.
0: Yeah. So I wonder if maybe it is classified that you're, that the cats were meant to spy on people. <laughs> Just, I'm just thinking about it.
1: It's possible I haven't figured it out, maybe. That could be an option too.
0: Oh, what if 18,000 doesn't know? What if 18,000 isn't sure and they thought that this was their purpose, but...
1: You know, they asked me a lot of questions about what was going on in the various homes of the various cats and I gave answers, but they were mostly uninteresting. I'm not sure why they were asking. A couple of them got arrested. (laughs)
0: I wonder if fish's uh, owner like um so i see Britt in the chat has said uh that perhaps like decency has a crush on fish's original owner <laughs> i <laughs> i wonder i think that's one very cute and two i wonder if fish's original owner is someone who's important in either the government maybe an important scientist maybe somebody who would want who the go like they would want to spy on but Fish became the most viable candidate for whatever reason.
1: Cool. Or they volunteered Fish to be the bridge cat in order to stop being spied on.
0: Ooh, what if Fish's owner is is one of the baddies and decency
2: still is into them? Decency it's- is into the baddie. I mean, if you're hot enough.
3: <laughs>
1: That's
2: not true. That's not true. <laughs> Roll a D T-100. That, D- that might be true for decency, though. <laughs> twist if there's a cute
0: little flirtation between decency and the original owner of fish and then we learn that the owner of fish has some dark things going on i think the audience will be on the edge of their seat like no decency your name is decency you can't go with that scientist oh, watch decency, me see liking that i mean we all love a bad scientist like we can't stop it like a bad boy who also builds builds rockets ooh um, so, so let's go ahead and say, Giovanni, your backstory, your back, your backstory with, with 18,000 slash fish is, um, that, that you have been, you've been looking into them for a while mm-hmm. and we should figure out, we can negotiate with Ben how much information you already have about mm-hmm. 18,000 and fish. Um, and, and Ben, do you think 18,000, uh, is it all aware that, that Giovanni's character is looking into, into him. I think oh, it would be interesting i happy to be a naive, done. yeah. I think if there, there could be like this frenemies thing going on where you both are sort of like, there's a standoff between the cat and the old man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like maybe starting as naive Gold. and like learning it and then, yeah, that developing however it develops.
0: Already like large amount of suspicion. I think that's a great, a great thing.
1: There's an element of my character
3: having orchestrated... Them, my character ending up on the same team as eighteen thousand because of their suspicions about this. Oh shit!
0: Yes, because obviously, uh, your character has like has been there forever, so you know everyone. So you were able to be like, right. "I want the cat."
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yo, I don't know something yo. better than that. Um, so that being said, decency. Do you think that you met Fish's own? Owner before Fish became a robot, a sentient robot, or do you think that Fish's owner arrived with Fish, the sentient robot, and you were like, "I need that bad scientist. That's the that's the
2: one. Give me that bad stuff." Um, <laughs> my brain is glitching because <laughs> give me that bad stuff, Britt Willis. <laughs> give me that bad um, stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, I think if eighteen thousand is recently become 18,000 and joined the team i feel like uh a pre mind bridge meet cute would have been a fun uh thing to have where it's you know i went to a cafe and there was a cat and i was like is this a cat cafe i want to talk to that cat and it was like no that's my cat Oh, my God. Know. Oh, my God.
0: I'm just imagining some like swoon-worthy <laughs> Miyazaki-style scene where you're at a cafe and, and fish comes up to you and is like, murr, murr, and you're like, oh, hey, kitty. And you like feed it a little bit. but then it uh, But then it runs off and its really cute owner is like, that's my cat fish come back here and you chase after the cat and you catch the cat and they're like oh thank you so much for catching my cat that I'm definitely not going to turn into a super soldier and then (laughs) (laughs) I love this scene I love it forever I love
2: a meet cute and so um I also love imagining the first day I see 18,000 on my team (laughs) mentally realize what's happening
1: it's good to see Uh, you again i don't know if you remember me but we met at a cafe
2: (laughs) you didn't talk before do
0: you do you think um brit do you think your character asks oh oh by the way eighteen thousand. do you think you still see your science your former owner do you live with them still but as a sentient robot cat
1: um, that's a good question. Um, And I would accept either way, Um, either being sort of shunted into this, you know, this team and it's like, oh, uh, well, I live here now in like these barracks or whatever. Or it's like, yeah, like my, my house at night is still the same, like Cat Tree.
2: <laughs> Have they mentioned me?
0: <laughs> <laughs> like literally, I wonder if decency is sometimes like, so how's your mom, dad, parent? Like,
2: how's that? Whatever their name is. I don't remember. I could. Barely see what they looked like in my mind's eye.
0: Ben, a bunch of terrible pitches for you. Does does the owner of eighteen thousand now treat eighteen thousand like their recently college aged child? Like do they have their own room now, or do they have like their own apartment and they come and check in on? Them every now?
1: I I think I think probably there is like this is an evolving situation where like fish fish's identity as a cat is still like there. Um, and so like, and fish is not, not a cat. So like, I think there is also a like muscle memory of like, I'm going to go sleep in that corner, but maybe it is inappropriate, like in, you know, being a Lancer pilot and being like on this team or being in this job, like now it is, no, you have to sleep in the, you have to sleep in the bunk beds in the barracks or like you have to like, you have to do this other thing or like, you're never, you only go home for like six hours to sleep and then you have to leave in the morning.
0: Oh right. Oh oh, this is kind of sad. But what if like fish misses some things about being a cat, like curling up on his owner's lap, or and watching TV with him,
1: her, or them. Yeah, not having to go to work.
0: (laughs) And now, like, and not having to go to freaking work. (laughs) Uh, I I just wonder if like maybe that's a painful thing for for eighteen thousand, even though they're not maybe able to express it uh, in that way. Like if they wish. If they basically miss their their cat parent, but they can't say so.
1: Well, I think like one, it's the like return to monkey like thing, but like much more literal. Like there is a there is sort of an inner an, an inner drive to like become the like uh, the creature without responsibility and self understanding. To walk
0: in
4: on your owners while they're peeing. It's, it's, yes. <laughs>
0: Well, but As like I think, do. understand
1: having a concept of self is a burden.
0: Yeah, Ben. Mm-hmm. If if we're in a scene, um, where you're at your owner's part, I'm playing your owner. You have full, um, full permission to walk in on me while I'm peeing. Like you can <laughs> do that. I think that would be great.
1: Well, and like sitting on the underwear, so you have to like move the cat before you can get up.
0: Mother, we must speak. <laughs> <Okay>. I'm peeing. <laughs> 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 um, Okay, so that's all great. What about what about Derek? Derek, what are what about what do you what relationship do you think do you have to these three so far? You come in here, mm-hmm. you're so gonvete, hey, you want to do this, and you're met with these two, and then eventually eighteen thousand. You know, maybe these aren't your ideal Shodan protagonist friends. Like they're both <laughs> not that. But what do you what do you think? What do you have any history with either of them that led mm-hmm. you to this
4: team? Or I wonder if maybe I was on like, a rescue team um, when Decency, like, after Decency's infantry unit got wiped out?
0: Um, oh, okay.
4: Um, like, was I part of the rescue squad that, like, walked up and was like, we're here to help, blah, blah, blah. Um, in sh- the Shonen fashion. I imagine, with 18,000 on the team, that I am probably the the character that is, like, down with 18,000 hopping on my shoulder and like walking around when they're not in their human mech that pilots a cat mech, which I imagine Giovanni's character is maybe not into. um. But I think I maybe have like a cute cuddly mascot vibe with <laughs> 18,000.
0: Okay. So I have a, once again, terrible pitch for Giovanni yeah. and you. Mm -hmm. um Giovanni, would you like to be an old friend of pothole mcduck
3: (laughs) i was thinking that yeah i was thinking uh, along the exact same lines since he is older absolutely
0: Uh, a long time peer of maybe a rival of pothole mcduck like a friendly Mm -hmm. rival from from your university days (laughs) yes You guys went different ways in life, but now here is here is Pothole McDuck's progeny. And
4: (laughs) Pothole McDuck was like, I can't do it (laughs) in a great Scrooge McDuck accent. (laughs) Please take care of my boy.
0: (gasps) Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, Giovanni. I will absolutely just if only to. To break my scottish accent do a flashback scene of you and pothole mcduck meeting after years
1: (laughs) and then pothole mcduck
0: can jump off a bridge but then like parachute away
3: (laughs) (laughs) yes
0: um and so Giovanni, do you feel maybe your character feels some sort of paternal affection for for derek a mentorship perhaps
3: absolutely i think um yeah i i and i love adding that personal touch to it i think maybe he thinks um derek doesn't know what he got himself into and is um very naive um in a lot of ways he probably my character probably thinks everybody's naive but yes i I like that responsibility and and gonna gonna show you the truth about the world little derek the truth about cats it's all
0: about cats Decency, therefore, so you you know Derek as like the plucky kid that came to save you once all the shit was cleared, basically um it, it, has the relationship developed since then? Has it
2: maintained like i I don't know i I do feel like there's probably a little bit of tension <laughs> in that like decency served as a soldier, like one a member of a larger uh legion, and this is a person who came from. Wealth. Um, I think there's probably a little bit of tension there, um, a little bit of you know I had to prove myself kind of vibes. Um, but I also think that it's it's probably softened a little bit the more we've spent time together, and especially since um, you were there after. that. So I think you. I think you being there after the situation of the people of of being the last person left was probably a really vulnerable. Even if decency doesn't, didn't like act like it in the moment. And I think they're probably very aware of that. And probably despite tension has a lot of trust for Derek, Mm -hmm. at least for Derek having their back, even if, you know, they like to, I don't know, give him a hard time about being a heir.
4: I think there's something fun about Derek being someone who went to like officer's academy because right. he was a legacy or whatever.
0: Right.
4: Um, you know, so like I like that sort of class divide. And I feel like I could play fun, dumb. I'm imagining like Orin High School Host Club now, and being like, oh, you drink instant coffee? Oh um, my
0: god. <laughs> yes. I love oh, it. So rich.
4: Um, <laughs> um and him being, like, clueless about that. Like, I, I, I dig a vibe of, like, him sometimes accidentally being an asphalt because it's the only way that he knows how to be.
0: I kind of like that. I like it. it Maybe decency. Um, you're like, Derek is just so this dumb kid, but also, like, I'm not going to, like, watch him get
2: killed. <laughs> right. But I am going to prank him and tell him that we mix mud in with our instant coffee it it adds to the flavors the tannins it really brings out the tannins. constantly tell him stories from the pores yeah absolutely like i i wonder if derek is like could you take me to one of your <laughs> fast food shops and i'm like oh yeah absolutely <laughs> it's like pick the crappiest <laughs> one or something <laughs> like i don't take you to the good one <laughs> there's good food i take you to a crappy one that's <laughs> all over uh the union or whatever it's called um mm-hmm. that kind of thing i think there's probably a back and forth of maybe that kind of prankiness between <laughs> between us two i love that
0: I love that too. Okay. I think this is all super, super rich and interesting stuff. So I do think that we are going to wrap up for the night. I think this has been awesome, great stuff. And other than that, I, I'm good.
3: Dungeons and Drama Nerds is produced by Todd Brian Backus, Percival Hornack, and Nicholas Orvis, and is mixed and edited by Anthony Sertel-Dean. Our Lancer game features Julia Doolittle as the GM, Todd Brian Bacchus as Derek McDuck, Giovanni Camagno as Atwe, Ben Ferber as 18,000 slash fish, and Britt A. Willis as Decency B. Dam. Lancer was written by Miguel Lopez and Tom Parkinson Morgan and was published by Massive Press. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at DNDramanerds. Check out cast bios on our website, DungeonsAndDramanerds.com. Leave us a rating and review wherever you get your podcasts, and tune in next week for another episode of Dungeons & Drama Nerds.